Hey, thanks so much for joining us for another episode of the Tree of Life Church podcast. It's our prayer that these messages help connect you to the life, love, and power of Jesus. Jeremiah 31, 1. <clears throat> We've, uh, you, maybe you could all quote this. I hope it's dropped down in your heart and your spirit. Uh, scripture my mom used on Mother's Day. Man, it just jumped off the page at me. And it's been our foundational scripture throughout the course of the series. Let me read that for you. Uh, all that time, declares the Lord, I will be the God of all the families of Israel, and they will be my people. I'm glad God is my God, and I'm glad God is glad, God is glad that I am his child. <laughs> that sounds funny, but I think of it like that, right? I'm glad God, we all know God. A lot of people know God. Oh yeah, I know God. God's a big God. But does he know you? Well, my name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. That's great. But does he know you as his family? Are you living like you belong to him? I'm a family, not just, I'm not just part of the family of God. I'm a godly family. And God's looking down, looking for people that look like him. People, marriages, uh, families, because that's what he blesses. He blesses that which has been created in his image. And we've been created in his image for a reason, for a purpose, on mission to share his life, love, and power with a lost and hurting world. So uh, God's looking down to see what families look like him. And so we're trying to find ways, examining, evaluating our life through the filter of the word of God so our life can reflect the nature of God. And so we've used this illustration, we will this week, next week, of a puzzle. If God had painted this picture about your life, about your marriage, about your family, then what would it look like? What would that picture look like that God paints? And that's our model, that's our goal to pursue. And then everything in this puzzle box, he's created a way that they fit together to look like him. So you don't have to add anything to the box and you don't take anything away from the box. If you add to or take away, it doesn't look like this. So we live in a world, society, that's always trying to add or take away from because of uh, opinion or politics or pop culture or cultural Christianity, whatever that is, like God says, no, I I painted your picture. I got it right. This is what's going to work best for you. Who knows this better than the creator? Amen. And so there's a picture that he has that we find how they fit together through the word of God. And it's important that they go together how they fit, not how we feel. Because we want it to look like this because this is the best life. It's God created for all of us. And no matter what your family looks like, your family dynamic. So uh, we, we talked about models a, a couple weeks ago or, or last week, uh, coming together. I, I grew up with a certain model. I, I was blessed to have like, what we'd say, maybe a, a, a traditional family. Uh, my wife was blessed to have a traditional family. We still had our differences and we came together and trying to fit the models together, if you will. I know not everybody grew up with that model. And we said last week, some of you grew up with models. You don't want anything to do with that model. I'm getting far away from that model as I can. And I get that. And we have different dynamics in families today, and we have single mom families and single dad families and grandparents raising families, all that. But here's what I know. God still has a this for you. No matter where you are in your journey, he knows. He knows where you are, and the pieces you have, he'll still, you can still fit them together to look like what God has. So when Jessamy and I got married, I didn't marry Jessamy. I married the model she had and knew she didn't marry me. She married the model I had anew. And we brought those models together thinking that our model was the model. And you need to get in line and get on board. But we learned that there is a better model <laughs> that has the way that if we follow this, we'll be able to merge our core value and beliefs and build our foundation on the word of God. And we will look like God wants us to look. So it is a process. There is tension. There are struggles. But it is so important. 
And last week, uh, every week, we use this scripture. I didn't put it in your notes today, but Ezra 3.10, 3.11, actually, I think, that talks about how they all gathered together to celebrate the completion of the foundation. And this is what God, I felt like landed in me. It's like, is my foundation worthy of celebration? And so if we say yes, because it's founded on the word of God, yes, right? If not, then we got some work to do and that's okay. That's okay, because nobody's perfect. We're all fallen imperfect people. And it's great that God's really good at foundation repair. <laughs> right. He's really good at foundation repair and restoration and he'll help you in that. And so I just wanna encourage you in that. I don't wanna take a lot of time to go back and review because I wanna move forward with what we have today. And um, I wanna talk about, I wanna add kids a little bit more into the mix and what we've done in the last few uh, installments of the series. Uh, so it's one thing for my model, my, my model, her model, then you add kids in the mix. So it's like, we have your crazy model, my crazy model, and then we just created crazy and all of us trying to, under the same roof, it's multiplied that way, under the same roof, trying to figure out how this works. I want you to hold on to that picture because we're gonna walk that out a little bit today. How do we bring all that together under the same roof? And typically, or it is, not typically, it is around mission and vision. Mission, vision, same thing, I'll use them interchangeably. But we have to have this vision, this model, it is our mission to look like this, and that's what we're headed towards. And so there's things we'll agree on and not agree on, but when it comes to this, through this, those core values, the core absolute truths, we can find agreement on. And it's important to be in agreement, right? Come on, somebody. It's important to be in agreement. You know that with a relationship at work, at church, whatever that looks like, because power flows in agreement. There is power in agreement. So we can find agreement around the vision, the mission, if you will. And let me say this, if there is no vision, then there is division. And so that's your struggle. There's not really an in-between and so it's important to find that place of agreement. So agreement is power. So Matthew 18, 19, here's what it says. Um, Again, truly I tell you that if two of you on the earth agree about anything they ask, agree, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where there are two or three gathered in my name, there I am with them. When people come in agreement, he's in the midst. God's power lives in agreement. In fact, let me say it this way. There is an anointing and power from God that comes through agreement that doesn't come any other way. Because God is about agreement. And when you get in agreement, the power of God lives there. The power of God is there. And that's why the, the devil fights you so hard. He doesn't want you to be in agreement. And so we know John 10, 10 says the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. What does he come to steal, kill, and destroy? Anything. He's trying to steal my, all, anything. You know what he's really after? He's after your agreement. Because if you're not in agreement, then there's no power. But when you come in agreement, he can't stop you. There's nothing he can do, no matter what he tries, because agreement releases the power of God in your life. And so we're not talking about being the same and everything being the same because we're different people. Jesse and I, obviously, obviously different people for different reasons. But the reason why God put two different people together is because my strengths, are, my strengths cover her weaknesses and her strengths cover my weaknesses. There's gifts and abilities. He's created her in a certain way and created me in a certain way that they complement each other. They, they come together. And in fact, there's an agreement that happens that releases the power of God because we are different, but we're put together in a way that helps us fulfill the mission. And so, again, just a few things in, in a review, but the power of agreement releases an anointing of God that won't come any other way. 
Now, let me say this. If you don't have a spouse, find one. No, I'm just kidding. No, it's not just like, <laughs> raise your hand. No, I'm just kidding. Hey, look across the room. Um, no, no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Unless you really want, want to. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but find someone you can walk in agreement with, right? Find a friend. Find, that's why you got to be part of a church friend. And you're not going to find agreement for these things out there. I mean, we already know that, right? That's why we're in here, right? But the reality is, you can come here and find people to walk with and find agreement with, and you need to, for when you go out there. It's not about just when you come here, because let's just be quite honest, you can come and have agreement in here and the power of God release, and that's great, and I hope that you do. Amen, praise the Lord. But if you go home and you don't have it out there, then what have you really gained? Right? I mean, we want you to learn how to engage your faith and walk in agreement, not in here, but so you can take it out there. Take it in your home so you can win in here and lose at home. You can win at work and lose at home. You can have all these things and lose at home. And what good has it done you if you're not in agreement where the power of God has been released in your life? And it's important for us to find that. So I wanna encourage you that you can come in agreement around mission. And let me say this, I said this last week, and I didn't mean to, I don't want, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't want to run anybody out or whatever. I, I mean this with all my heart as a pastor. Like, if there's just the core values and beliefs that you just cannot agree on here, then you need to go to a place that you can. That's why there's a lot of different places out. There's a lot of great churches out there. And people are like, why would you ever say that? And I'm like, because I want everybody to be in the place that God put them where they can come in agreement where the power of God can be released in their life. See, God told me a, a, a long time ago, don't try and fill up the seats with people. Fill up the people in the seats. Meaning, let's learn how to walk together in agreement in the power of God's release. And then we can do more than, God, than we ever intended or could by our individual selves when we come together that way. So I want you to hear my heart in all that. So again, God says, where two or three are gathered, there he is in my name, uh, in my name there he is in our midst. So agreement is powerful. Let's, let's pick up from there then and let's go to a, another look during our Family Values series. Uh, let's start with Amos 3.3. 3. Talking, we've been talking about agreement. We're trying to land there. Now we're, we're going to bring family or kids into the picture. So look, look at the scripture. New King James Version says this. Can two walk together unless they are agreed? Now, having read the previous scriptures and reviewing all that, the power of agreement, this tells me that you can identify people through agreement, right? You can identify who to walk together with based on what their core beliefs are. So agreement identifies people to walk through life with. Agreement lets you know who you can walk with. It identifies who you walk with on mission. Now let's take a look at that in Amos 3.3, New Living Translation. So hold on to that thought for a second. Can two people walk together without agreeing on a direction? Again, now we're just identifying people we can walk together with in agreement. And it's important for us to understand that because when we're in agreement, that's when the power's released. If we're going in different directions, there's not power there. Are you with me, right? We know that. We know that in life. We know that in marriage. We know that in business. We know that in church. We know that in all kinds of things. And so what agreement does is identify who we can walk through, the, through life on mission through core values. And again, if you are looking for somebody, you can find it here. This is a church, I believe, on mission. We're headed to what God has for us to look like a tree of life for a lost and hurting world. We're not in comparison to any other church. They have to do what the picture God painted for them, but for tree of life. And so you can find people on mission headed in a common direction that you can agree with here on our core values. And that's important. 
for you and I. Agreement identifies who you can walk with. And so, you, you know, uh, <clears throat> you and your spouse are different. You and your friends and relationships are different, but we're coming into agreement on mission, on our core values. Now, take a look at Psalms 133, verse 1 through 3 again. Keep that in mind. Agreement identifies who you can walk with. Now, how wonderful and pleasant it is when brothers live together in harmony. Hold on for a second right there. I chose a translation that picked the word harmony in place of agreement. And I want to pick that word back up later. That's why I did it. But when you read harmony, you can read agreement. How wonderful and ple- or unity. How wonderful and pleasant it is when brothers live together in unity, agreement, harmony. For unity, agreement, harmony is as the precious as precious as the anointing oil that was poured over Aaron's head. Unity, agreement, releases the anointing. Now, how does the anointing flow? Well, this says right here, it flows, it starts down from the head at the top, down his beard, and in the translation, we even add his collar, down his robe to the hem of his garments. Harmony, unity, agreement, is as refreshing as the dew from Mount Hermon that falls on the mountains of Zion. And there the Lord pronounced his blessing even life everlasting. He blesses agreement. He blesses unity. He releases that. Now, here's what I want you to see today. So when you come in agreement on the common values, the core values, there is an anointing, a protection, presence, provision, power of God released. But how does it go? What does it do? It flows down from the top down. In other words, it flows in alignment. There's an order to it. There is a formation, uh, however you wanna say that. We use all those words. So there is something to be said about agreement releases the power, but then it flows in order, in alignment. Now that's that way in a home, it's that way in a marriage, it's that way in a church. It starts with the head and it flows down. So here's what I wanna say today. So when you add kids into the mix, that can get really crazy, (laughs) especially the older they get. But here's what I want you to know, and I have my kids that are going to come up in a minute, not now. Here's what I want you to know. I don't need my kids in agreement if my wife and I are. I need my kids in alignment. Because if my wife and I can walk in agreement, it releases an anointing that if my kids are in alignment, it will flow down over my children. It will flow down over my grandchildren. See, the problem you and I have a lot of times is, We're wanting our kids to get an agreement. Well, the problem with that is, and as they get older, but the problem with that is they haven't seen anything to agree with. We're having houses, we're raising kids that don't even know what the model is because we can't figure it out ourselves. And one day you're over here and one day you're over there and you're running to this model, running to that model, and then you're listening to Target and you're doing all this kind of stuff and everything. And you're then all this stuff and our kids are confused. We don't even know where you're going. That's why we have to find agreement there. But if our kids, as they're growing and they're growing in the Lord, they're watching your life. And so we raise kids that we say like this, we don't say this, but we're like, do what I say, don't do what I do. Well, the Bible says, train the kid up and the child up in the way of the Lord and he'll not depart from the path. What is it talking about? We think we're like sitting down in a classroom. There's, okay, we got training today and we're going through to do this. The Bible says, do that. No, they're gonna look at what you're doing. They're looking at the model. So train the kids up in the way of the Lord, the way they should go and not depart from the path. You know what they're looking at? They're looking at, are you modeling agreement around a core value centered around a mission where the anointing is released that I find the blessing of the Lord? 
and you need to model it because one day they'll have a family of their own that they'll need to bring two models in and come into agreement. But until that time, are you under my roof? Are your feet under my table? then I don't necessarily need your agreement. We'll walk through all that because you will need to know that for your own family, but I need you to come in alignment even when you don't understand what's happening. I mean, isn't that true with God? Because let's understand something. We need to come in alignment with God and we don't know everything to know about God, but we need to trust him. So here's the problem. It's that sometimes we can't get our kids in alignment because we don't, number one, we're not modeling what we should be modeling and they don't even know what to follow. And number two, they don't know if they can trust you. Now we're back to bells and pomegranates. And their picture was the oil anointing flowing down in alignment all the way down to the hem of the garment where the bell and pomegranates were. Now you need to go back and listen to my first installment. We talked about bells and pomegranates, but we're basically talking about something making noise and something producing fruit. So if all you have done is belittle your kids and correct them and you're always in trouble, why don't you do this and that? You're not building them up, you're not loving on them. Then when you open your mouth and talk, all they're hearing is noise. If you temper correction lovingly and you're now ministering to them and you're ministering to them out of love, then they can trust you. So I need him to trust me. Why? Because I need him to get in alignment for their own good. My kids will be blessed if they're in alignment with me. Not if they agree with everything. They, how, how can a kid agree with everything you're doing when they don't even know? We're trying to get kids to agree with us and they're not mature enough to understand what we're doing. And then we get angry and frustrated with them because they're not getting an agreement, but we haven't given them either anything to agree upon or, or model form, or we haven't given them anything to trust. Just get in line behind me because you trust me. Because you know I love you. Because the character and nature of God is reflected in my life in a way that my love is expressed into my kids or other people as my kids are watching. So sometimes we just fly off the handle wanting our kids in agreement when they're just, they, they don't even know any better. Uh, I just, I think that's such a, a great thing for us to learn. Uh, we need to know that there is an appropriate position, an appropriate order, an appropriate alignment that my wife and I, as we walk in that agreement, that my kids will find the blessing, the anointing of God, if they'll just get in alignment without even knowing what it is we're doing in some way. But we have to model it so one day they'll know it for themselves. They'll do what they see, not what we say. And so then we're, we're trying to model this, we're, we're trying to model this. And my, my family's imperfect. My family makes mistakes just like yours. But we're trying to do this. And as long as we keep trying to do this and come in agreement and get in alignment, the anointing will flow. Now, when we get out of alignment, when they get out of alignment, they know it, you know it, we know it. You know when there's no anointing there. And all they have to do is get back in alignment. Come on, somebody. All they have to do is get back in alignment. Trust. We know when there's no anointing there, when we're out of alignment. So <clears throat> here's what we need to know. I, I, wanna, I wanna invite my, my kids up and my wife. I don't know if everybody knows my kids, but here are my two lovely, beautiful, wonderful, talented, look just like their dad kids. <laughs> Callie and Camry. Here, of course, is the reason why they're beautiful. And mom, can you hold on? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't call you up, Mom. Yeah. No, <laughs> you need to get in alignment. Mom, you need to get in alignment. Be right with you. 
Your place is more important than this moment. So, this Camry, Callie, Raiden, the newest edition, which we all get in alignment with him because he rules, right? And that's how it is, right? And my wife. So, if, let's do this. Let's do this. So, if Jessamy and I find agreement on the core values of what God has for the picture for our life, and we're in pursuit of that, my kids just need to be in alignment with us. And they just need to be in alignment because the oil will come. Come on, somebody. Be patient because the oil will come. And when the enemy tries to get you out of agreement or the enemy tries to get you out of alignment, don't let him stand. The Bible says when you've done all you can do to stand, stand. Why? Stay in alignment and stay in agreement. So you stand, so you put on the armor. Why? So you can stay in agreement. You put on the armor. Why? So you can stay in alignment. Why? Because that's what releases agreement, releases the anointing, and the anointing flows in alignment. So my kids, even if they don't understand this that we're trying to model, because maybe they're younger than them, and maybe they're six and seven, and they don't know, they're not mature enough, or maybe they're rebellious, that's okay. But stay in alignment, and the oil will flow over their lives. Now, understand also, the oil will flow generationally. Here's three generations right here. So, and here's what this looks like as long as we are heading towards our picture, our goal. As long as they stay in alignment. As long as they stay in alignment. Now, I didn't, I didn't have to tell them to follow me because they've seen the model and they've seen the pattern. They know the pattern. If you're doing it in front of them, they will learn the pattern. So you don't have to ask for their obedience. They will obey. They will get in alignment because they've seen the pattern. Now, can we all give my mom a big round of applause as she comes? Yeah, come on, mom. Forgive me, mom, earlier. Come stand over here. Stand at the front. You can do whatever you want, Mom. Okay, so let's do it like this. Mom, would you face that way? After, after church, Mom, after church. Four generations. Come on, somebody. So, what you do today doesn't just affect you. Come on, grandparents, great-grandparents, where are you at? You need to be in agreement around the core things of God, moving for the picture of God in your life through the presence power of the word, not just for you, but for your children, right? Isn't that scriptural? Your children, your children's children, your children's children's children. Because if they will be in alignment, the oil will flow. Now, there comes a point in time where they have responsibility for themselves and if they get out of alignment, they, it, but then they'll have families of their own and they'll under, but they need to know, learn the model from you. And if you've not had that model, then it starts with you. It's okay, but let it start with you. So the picture I have, I'm just standing right out here. The, the, the picture I have, um, and I love this illustration, it's about the geese. Could you put that picture up? Because we're talking about alignment. Another word, I looked it up, would be formation. Another word would be order. So the geese, it's an amazing, we all know the illustration here. The geese, is the, as the geese fly, they fly in an alignment. They fly in a particular order. And there's a reason for that. And it's because the, the goose that's in the lead 
they break the resistance of the wind and their flapping creates a lift for the next one. And as that one flapping is added, it creates a lift for the next one, the one beside, the one behind, the one. And as that one flaps, it creates it. Can you guys just do that? Can you just flap your... Go ahead, Michael. No, obviously not in alignment. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> this is what I got to work with. This is what I got to work with. Work with me, would you? <laughs> so here's what happens. When we fly, if you will, information, we complement each other. When we get out of formation, we compete with one another. So if we're not in agreement, we're competing. And that is not release the anointing or power of God. And as we then are flying, if you will, then the flapping of the wings, it creates a lift that blesses and benefits all of us. So if you study, and I, I did for you, but what it does happen is when geese are in formation like that and they all are flapping like that, then it creates a lift where they, ha- they expend 70% less energy when they're in formation. Some of us are wore out, burned out, tired, because we're out of alignment. And we're trying to get it done on our own. And so like, you can't, I just can't, God can't do it. I can't go any farther. And I'm just, listen, if you'll get an agreement and then everybody gets in line around you around the common mission or vision, fitting the pieces in according to the word of God, how they fit, not how you feel, then that anointing is released and all those in alignment, it complements and benefits every, and lifts everybody to another level. Can we thank him? You guys can go sit down. Can we thank him? Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. You know that? That would make my mom mother's goose, mother goose. <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. Here, have a don't worry, be happy cookie. I'm sorry. Are you getting the picture? Come on. Hey, so we're imperfect and we make mistakes like everybody else. But when you do, get back to that place of agreement. And when you do, get back to that place of alignment. Because it's when we're in alignment, that, 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 when we're in agreement, the power is released. And, and your kids are at different stages, different places, and I get that. And, and maybe you're, you're, you're running with different people because your dynamic of your family is not like that. But listen, when you get in agreement with people, it releases the anointing and the power flows in alignment. And then it lifts everybody. But let me say something here because I should have used this while. Can you guys come back up? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I'd really be in trouble. So it's one thing to be in alignment like that. But alignment doesn't mean just position. It means pace. It means pace. So if I'm setting the pace, I, I, I need him to stay in alignment with me. So if one of them back in the back stops when we're still going, it totally messes it up. That, that flow, that, that lift is not there anymore because they're running at their own pace. So having said that, let me say this since this morning. It's not just about your alignment. It's about your pace. How's the pace of your family? Now, can I say it this way? How's the rhythm? Because I really like it. When I went to the word harmony, it brought me to the word rhythm eventually. What's the rhythm? Every family has a rhythm. Every person has a rhythm. Every life has a rhythm. So if you were to just touch your hand right there, you, you feel rhythm, right? There's a, there's a beat. There's a, there's a pace to life that God created. And you can feel right there on your wrist and hopefully feel your heartbeat. If not, try there on the neck. And if you can't feel it there, raise your hand. We'll pray for you. <laughs> 
There's a rhythm, there's a rhythm, there's a beat to everything in life. What's the rhythm like in your family? Are you working eight days a week? Well, pastor, I have to work eight days a week because I have to provide for my family. Okay. Well, maybe if you can find that agreeing agreement place and then you can get your family in alignment, the scripture says the anointing will flow. The blessing, the provision, the promotion, the protection, the presence, the power of God will flow. So, so maybe we're looking at the wrong picture because we're, we're not doing this at the expense of those God's put in our life. The picture includes my family. The, the pieces in this box are my family. But maybe we're missing the pace right now. So in my family, we, we have a rhythm of life. My, my family, we got a lot of people living in the house in different places in life, but, but we find a way that, find times when we're together. We find times, my wife and I, there's, there's a day, there's days that we're off, we're off on Monday. We, we, we do stuff together. There's a, there's a pace for us, and my family knows that. There's evenings that we all try and be together because of the pace and that we, we try and keep. And we know, hey, so for us, the pace is Sunday, we're at church. The pace for us is every week. The pace for some might be one of three weeks. I think you should change the pace. Pick up the pace a little bit. The pace for my family is serving. The pace for my family is prayer. The pace for, but there's a pace to that. I have a pace to my, my study time. I have a, a pace to my prayer time. Uh, there's a pace for family time. There's a pace for Jessamine I time. There's a pace that your family runs at. You need to check your pace. Or can I say, you need to check your pulse. Because if your pulse is out of whack, then there's a problem. If your pace is out of whack, then there's a problem. And so it's not just about alignment or position, it's about your pace. What's the rhythm of your family? What's the rhythm of your marriage? What's the rhythm of your personal life? Because let me say this, your personal life, you, you need to be in alignment with God. You need to be in agreement with God. You need to be in alignment with God. So inside of us, we wrestle with some things because the world's pulling one way. We're pulling another way. But let me tell you, you need to get in alignment with what God has for you. I can't get my family in alignment or agreement if I'm not in alignment or agreement with God. So that means I got to go all in. The problem with a lot of us is why we're struggling in, in our formation and our alignment <clears throat> why we're not experiencing 70% less effort is because we're dragging a lot of dead weight around. There's cookies that make you happy at the end. I'm just, I'm your pastor and I love you. I love you enough to tell you the truth. We have sometimes more loyalty to our friends than we do to God. We want to fit in with the world sometimes more than we want to not be like the world. Convenience. Sometimes we're wore out and tired because the pace is off because we've tried to drag somebody else with us that God says, that's not the relationship I have for you. The question is, are you more dedicated to this or more dedicated to the world? You, your marriage, your family. That's what you have to look at. <clears throat> and so if you're tired and wore out today, you need to check your alignment. Are you out of alignment? And you can get in alignment. And I don't mean any disrespect to people, friends, family. You can still love them, but there's things that you cannot include them and bring them in. And if they're not taking you to this, 
you need to cut them loose and pray for them. But don't let them pull you down. Don't let them wear you out. So, so let me say this. So if we're in agreement on the core values heading to the mission, around the mission, the anointing is released to those that are in alignment, my family. And if we're all in alignment together, then we lift each other up where we expend less energy, or let me say it this way, we can fly higher and farther and find rest and find peace. And let me add this to it. We can fly higher and farther and fly above all the mess of this world. We can soar above all the See, the world is, seems like it's sinking deeper and deeper into this mess, but you and I can fly higher and higher and soar above the mess. And we can still do what we need to do to reach the lost. Don't get me wrong, because that is our mission. We're supposed to look like God or act like him. And in that way, our nature is his nature. His nature is our nature. Then we reflect his image and we become, uh, we reach the lost in that way. So, so don't get me wrong. But you can't let people get you off of this. You can't let people get you out of agreement on this. And you can't let people get you out of alignment. And you can't let people affect your pace. So you might have some hard decisions to make. You might have to spend less time. Or you might have to invite them in to hear so they can find the Lord. Bottom line for you and I is God's ready for you and I to take flight. He's ready for our families to take flight. He's ready for this church to take flight. Because some of us have been grounded for too long. And we're missing out on what he has for us. But you gotta find that agreement then you got to get in that alignment so your family can take flight and soar above all these. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. And so we can fly above all the mess and still have an impact, and we need to, but we can't look like the world. We can't act like the world. And it's pulling, and it's pulling hard. But it's okay because greater is he that's in you than he that's in this world. And God has things that you can't imagine. When you look at things from 50,000 feet, it's amazing. Oh, the things that you can see and the places you can go when you soar on agreement and alignment. Thanks again for joining us this week. We pray that this message encouraged and inspired you. If you want to find out how you can be a part of Tree of Life, just go to our website, treeoflifechurch.org. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and share it with a friend.